Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? The Extra Point makes it to 21-0 as Real Phil's heads for the podcasting room, trailing by only three episodes. We hope you stay with us for this halftime extravaganza as your Real Phil's state marching band presents their tribute to He Was Your Son, Tommy, and Open Shower Water Containers, which are only legal on the Real Phil's podcast. All right, guys, gather around, gather around! We're losing, well, we're losing 21 to nothing. But you know something? I think we got a shot at finishing this podcast season. If, like Coach Young said, we develop a cohesive recording schedule. Papke, my notes. What release schedule were they in here? There's, uh, Fortnightly, Coach. Fortnightly? It doesn't matter. Nathan, Nathan, you're cutting off your outside sound channels. Your game, you add gain and turn off your ceiling fan for the dump off, right? And line drews, line drews, come on now. You gotta give Jack at least four seconds to record the goddamn episode, don't you? Worried about Bilbo Grabbag as a missed episode isn't doing us any good. Now let's analyze what's been working for us. Not a goddamn thing's been working for us! Like, this goddamn suit doesn't work for me! And this stinky tie and this goddamn shirt! It doesn't work for me! You know how to win playing hard-nosed podcasting? You record like Cody Young records episodes! A guy who gave his liver for this podcast team! He was a 140-pound halfback, and he just dangled one microphone from above the kitchen table and recorded like a goddamn wild man! No, like a goddamn rampaging beast. And that's the way you gotta do it. You gotta go out there, you gotta tear your listeners' fucking earlobes off, then you shit down their two trolls. Let us pray. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the uh, Real Fields podcast, where uh, we give you a uh, a different movie of a different genre, uh, Fortnite. And uh, tonight, Fortnite. the uh, the old Billo Grabbaggins has yielded for Jack the football genre, which he has chosen. Not, uh, what was the Notre Dame one? Rudy, not Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> not, not Friday Night Lights. Not, uh, the replacements. Lot of, yeah, a lot of the replacements. Not a lot of, a lot of more serious football fare. He's Joe's chosen 1991 slapdick comedy, Necessary Roughness. <laughs> Shall we get some of those campy footages? Dated yet still has a little bit of a kick bean footage. <laughs> this year, the Texas State Armadillos are a little short on talent. Uh, show me the arms, honey. Throw the ball, genius. How about that? He stinks at two sports. But Coach Riggs thinks he knows where to find it. I never saw anybody fire that football the way you did. 
Maybe you should stay here with all your high school trophies. I wonder just how great you might have been. Now Paul Blake is back to finish the season he started 16 years ago. I hope he gets younger as he gets closer. Whoa, a 40-year-old freshman? Yeah, maybe he knew Elvis. We're taught to respect our elders. Well, I'm not that old. Trying to win with raw talent won't be easy. Again! Because this is as raw as it gets. One score! Come on now! Ooh. That's better! We'll be the laughing stock of college football. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! What do you think we are now? It has to be your team. Hey, come on, you don't want to mess with us. We're nobodies. I want someone to be their leader, not to leave them behind. This Armadillo team is on a roll after last week's non-loss. Nobody thinks a team of wannabes, led by a has-been, can make it through the season. Hold on, Tom, Bumble. Bumble, You guys got a hell of a lot of energy. Let's consider we lost by 40 points. Bumble Ruski. But the Armadillos are taking it one game at a time. <laughs> That's what happened to wrestling, man. Women take over the sport, man. What we need to do is get crazy. We need to get wild. We need to Hey, little doggy, you about to get fixed. Necessary roughness. I've been waiting for you. You should be waiting for the guy to cut your hair. Wow. All right. So if you were alive <laughs> in the 1990s and the 1980s, <laughs> you should know this entire goddamn cast. We've got uh, Hector Elizondo as Coach Straight Arrow Gennaro. I know you. Weren't you the concierge in Pretty Woman? Yes, I'm Hector Elizondo. I've played a concierge in over 400 movies and TV pilots. Acting pays the bills so I can pursue my true passion. Concierging. Uh, we've got uh, Robert Loggia played. I love it when Robert Loggia plays the good guy. Robert Loggia. Uh, most people <laughs> I just would know him. May I have your name, please? Robert Loggia. Can you spell that for me? Certainly. That's Robert Loja. R as in Robert Loja. O as in Oh my God, it's Robert Loja. B as in By God, that's Robert Loja. E as in Everybody loves Robert Loja. R as in Robert Loja. T as in Tim, look over there, it's Robert Loja. Space. L, as in look, it's Robert Loja. <sighs> Most people would know him as the uh, the big boss man from uh, Big with Tom yep. Hanks, but he's been in myriad, myriad other things. Every time I saw him, I thought of Independence Day, like, you gotta disable it now! <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, he's the general in Independence Day. Doesn't anybody we've have got, any missiles that, left? Yeah. We've got, is that glass bulletproof? We've got Captain no, Archer. Why did I ever agree to do this? This isn't who I am. I looked in the mirror this morning, and it, it was like I was looking at a man I'd never seen before. Hi, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Yes! Uh, Quantum played, Leap. Uh, playing the, uh, the overage, never made it to college football. Just get it I out know. now. I love that Just overage. Just get it out now. He's, 
He's 34. We've got uh, Jace, a young, baby-faced Jason Bateman. You almost, almost don't too recognize fast him. And you miss him. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Harley Jane Kozak playing the uh, the lovely doctor and love interest uh, to Scott Bakula. Harley Jane Kozak played about a million TV moms and supporting roles in TV movies uh, in the 80s and the 90s. Rob Schneider as the uh, Chuck Niederman, the, uh, your friendly football announcer. And then you've got a, a host of supporting cats. I wanted, I wanted to check on Sinbad, which the 90s were like Sinbad's high school peak. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do much after that. And then uh, Larry Miller playing the so- perennial wonderful Dean. asshole piece of shit that he, he always does. Much like, and I forget his name, but like, the the bald kind of redhead uh, guy from RoboCop mm-hmm. and from uh, 1988's The Blob, like he plays a good asshole. Larry Miller plays a good com- comical asshole. Like he's he's hello boys. annoying. He's annoying, but he's not like you know you want him to die. He's just like God. He he's such a tool. I love Larry school. in. She called me Phil. <laughs> I love Larry in. Um... Ten things I hate about you as the father. Yeah. He, he plays a good. He plays a good role in it, that as well. Yeah, Dad, it's just a party, just a sauna. Like he just has such <laughs> great little. Uh, even in Seinfeld, when he plays the doorman, he crushes that episode. He's so good. He does, and this is this is also his. I think this at least his second time playing a dean because I remember him in Nutty Professor. He was dean of the uh, college. Uh, I believe so. Also, uh, this is directed by uh, Stan Dragnati, who, uh, if you are also a fan of the 80s, directed uh, Mr. Mom. Yes. And the man with one red shoe. Uh, and then I also want to touch on the uh, the music is by Bill Conti. And you're like, well, folks, I've never heard of Bill Conti. Well, but you have. He uh, did the soundtrack for the original Rocky. Uh, he also did uh, Rocky Two, all the other Rockies, Private Benjamin, uh, Carbon Copy, Neighbors, uh, The Big Chill, all Ooh, the yeah. Karate Kids, yep, Broadcasting Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a, a been a prolific. Uh, so it, that does shine through in his very nineties, like half marching band half rock band sort of <laughs> themes that he's putting on uh this made i are sorry i believe with a budget of 12 13 and a half million dollars its box office gross was just slightly or just under double that about 26.3 so mm. it was a success yeah i mean it, it made it definitely made its money back yeah and uh, I, I was gonna say i just now realized that Miss Kozak, she's an arachnophobia, and that arachnophobia just, that just hit me. Yeah, which I loved uh, as a kid. Still so love. this is based. The premise is based off of uh, a real life university. I think it was like uh, it was Texas, like not Baptist, but Texas. Uh, it was some religious university, Texas, blah 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 university. Uh, that in the 80s received multiple infractions for much of the early 80s for your blue chip offenses, boosters, paying players, uh, buying them cars, paying off players' houses, 
steroids, uh, stuff like that, until they were finally given, in the mid-80s, the NCAA death sentence. Uh, they were not allowed to play. Their whole cancel was seasoned, or their whole cancel, their whole season was canceled. And they basically did not come back to football and have a winning season until, like, 2009. So that's the premise, is you've got this disgraced university. They're bringing in old Hector Elizondo, straight arrow, Gennaro, and his... They need a team. <laughs> his his assistant head coach, uh, old Robert Loja, who I adore Robert Loja's character in this. And they have to put together a football team, according to the rules, no fancy stars, walk-on players, and they have to keep their grades up. I, I think what's really neat about with Hector Elizondo and Robert Loja playing the characters of the coaches, I find their characters to be the most genuine mm. in the entirety of the film. I also respect the fact that they actually get more screen time than a lot. Well, they're also of the, the biggest stars. Right. I mean, right. Scott Bakula had like Quantum Leap, but not much else. And he sort of played like the the lead sex symbol yeah he's he's the heartthrob he's he's the eye candy but i mean most of the time when you actually have like these football movies it's going to be focusing on like the the portion of the ensemble cast that the audience is going to be watching most of the time but the two of them they get a lot of screen time which is really nice well, they've got good chemistry i think yeah I think it's like the, with, so well together. Know, when, when hector alessandro walks into the stadium first time and, and across on the other side is Robert <laughs> like, this is the most crowded you're gonna see it all year and then they're walking around through the i hear the, you're off the sauce <laughs> the, don't change yeah, the subject <laughs> you're off the sauce well they're walking through the locker room and he's like and what does the uh, the president university know that you're popping nitro pills like uh tic tacs well he didn't ask <laughs> I was going to say the two of them, um, I think, carry uh, just kind of the undertow of this whole film um, without their chemistry. I really don't know how well this whole thing would have taken off uh, because they started off really strong of, uh, you know, old friends reuniting and kind of like going to do it like we did in uh, or like, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, teaching high school you football son of a bitch I'm in. yeah that was a good deal I only had to teach one one physical <laughs> oh but but then like at the end of the conversation you know you know he appreciates it because he does give him the whole like seriously thank you yeah, yeah i know <laughs> i know you're the big o i'm the little d which they do semi hint a little later on you're like wait a minute something more with these two just because they're they're having dinner together when when he sees him at the hospital he's very like uh, that is one of my favorite it's hilarious scenes. Robert it's, oh acting, my god like, he's putting on like he's like, trying Hector so hard was on life support and like this is his final moments and he give Hector Alexander gives him the playbook and he's like oh you know I'll, I'll take cherish it from you and he's like I'm not bequeathing it to you <laughs> I'm letting you borrow it. He buys in the floors. He's got to charge it to your can, room. Can you hear me, Ed? A little short this week. <laughs> it's me. It's Wally. I don't, <laughs> I don't mean. I don't mean to like lay it on thick, guys. But his last word. Coach said his final words. <laughs> Win or I'll die. He gave up this his life for this game. <laughs> but uh, it's a high of his playbook. It's okay. I. It's so campy and just like layered on thick that again it adds to the the genuine aspect like that 
they may not have spoken in probably like 20 years, but like they're great friends. And I and I love, again, the relationship that they have and they present in this film. So have you guys seen this? I've never seen this. I watched this once and I I don't remember enough of it to even consider that like I've watched it fully. I've seen pieces because while I was watching it, I was all like, I don't remember any of this. And then like little flashes of scenes and I'm all like, that's oddly familiar. Like, why is that familiar? But then I think I started noticing that so many films that came after That's this it. copied so much. Well, like, uh, it's like a grown-up Little Giants. And I think the Little Giants it's came after It's the same was, with the black football I didn't want to say it right off the bat. catch a football. And then why is he it's always staring shit. at his hands? Like, his hands are like sentient fucking because they did in little giants too he's like come come on on, i wash your nails it's the same shtick and and okay just the same thing like uh what is it like goldberg it's like you rang they got a big old samoan where he's all like i'm the littlest in my family as as where he said like you know as roger roger ebert actually said he makes a refrigerator look like they even bring in a female (laughs) to play on the team, even when not just a female. Oh, oh yes. Kathy fucking Ireland. God bless America. Who, uh, who, who my mother got me for Valentine's Day in sometime in the mid-90s. Your mom got Kathy Ireland? Got me a Kathy Ireland poster of her in a bikini. But she was all like. Was your source of like poster jealous? She was like posing sort of like hot springs surrounded by snow. And the bikini was like made out of fur. Oh, and so that I mean that that got a lot of mileage. I can't even imagine. <laughs> you, you might say uh, you you even have the the team of you know in Little Giants it was the lost bus on the way to the uh, and we can't get out of here like museum. Madden. <laughs> All st- and now you've got the football pros, sort of like uh, the longest yard. Where they, you know, they come in for the know, prison. Larry Miller's dean sends them in for just a friendly scrimmage. Got, I have another state institution. You've got Dick Buckus. You got uh, Evander uh, Holyfield. Uh, you got Ovan, uh, Evander Holyfield. Holyfield. You, got you have Holyfield. Jerry Rice, Rondo's who is the like Jerry least Rice. convicty. Like yeah. he's such a sweetheart. Like there's no way that. <laughs> yeah. But they they were correct that they did have Herschel Walker in there as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I did love, I did love Holyfield going like, oh, I don't feel so good. I think I swallowed a finger, and I'm like, <laughs> and this was pre ear. Give it, give it a yeah. few years. Your ear's gonna be bitten off. But I do love the I do uh, the line where he asked me, he's like, what are you in for? Computer fraud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Dick Buckus like he delivers such like a classy and sort of like low key delivery. But but Dick Buckus is like, oh, well, guys, you know, thanks a lot for having us out. You know, this is your field. So, you know what? Go ahead and uh, you take the ball first. But you know, you've got that parallel as well. So- uh, instead of a instead of a cowboy, they have a like a ninja. All right. They still no, have the, samurai samurai. They still have the they have the nerd who is on the sidelines, Which, not really playing. They could have just put. An Asian guy in there. I would I would put this movie below what I would consider um, maybe the one of the best football films of all time. The replacements, uh, Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman. 
Yeah, but I, but like it's the same. It's the same premise. It's the same shit. Same little gimmicky characters where it's like you know you have this ethnicity at this position. The Australian as the kicker who who's a soccer player, but hey, he's got a really good leg. All of it. I think All right, I think give, give that guy a set of pads. I don't know, no. coach. Might screw up his game. Might game. I think a lot of times when you actually have football movies, and it's a very consistent thing, it's not about the matter of like, like no one wants to see the story of the team that's always winning, always winning, always winning. Like you need that inspirational kind of like feel good yeah. film where it's usually they're in trouble, they're trying to get better. And and that's it. Like Little Giants, this the uh, replacements, and, Roughnecks, and Rudy is also playing the same role as uh, Wesley Snipes from Major League. You know, Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, Willie Mays. He could run like Mays, but he hits like shit. Like he's got some sort of like he's really fast, but he can't catch. Or he's really fast, but he can't hit. Uh, so they've got to solve that. Um, but this this movie. You know, it came out in 1991. Uh, for those of you playing your real feels bingo out there, uh, you can hold back your blotters. I did not see this movie in the theaters. I was only nine years old at the time. However, this movie was played ad nauseum on HBO, I'm pretty sure, for at least eight of the ten years afterwards. Wow. It just seemed like it was always, always hmm. on. And this was before, you know, you, you know, for, for the kids out there, uh, you know, like you get into your HBO Max and you, you just have a whole library of shit. But That's no, HBO it. Back there was one channel. And if there was something <laughs> on that you wanted to watch, uh, you you had to consult the, the monthly Highlight. HBO booklet <laughs> that arrived in the mail, which would list the movies and what dates. And Guys, the TV guide. <laughs> Not the TV side. This was a separate, No, I know, but like yeah. TV guide would have the channels. Because uh, a, a young and, and adolescent teenage check would also peruse that HBO guide <laughs> because it would give the ratings. So Jack would sort of secretly highlight or put hash marks next to the movies that featured N for nudity <laughs> and more importantly sc the <laughs> actual sexual content oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh if you want to see uh oh christ what's uh what's the guy from um ah what a rocket roll all night the fucking gene nick. simmons if you want to see gene simmons wife uh's tits in the 90s then you needed to get into your HBO booklet, and you need to find an N and an SC. I'm surprised that we've made it so far into this, and you guys have not dropped the Bacula um, catalog the Star, Star Trek. Trek. Like, that's an easy... Well, it's been a long well, time, we, well, we mentioned from there to here. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long road. It's been a long road. <laughs> Um, but you know, my time is finally here. Yeah, and Scott Bakula, like he could have gone to college, but his dad died, so he had to take uh, he had to take on the family farm, the family business. So I mean, he's got faith of the heart, and no one's going to bend or break him. No one's going to bend. But he or keeps break practicing. It. Thank um, God that he has that. <laughs> <Just in case. laughs> He has Blue Thirty Two. We've been quoting Blue the 32. Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're just you. you're stacking the bingo. I can't co- wait. I can't wait. Do you uh, have faith of the heart? I've got faith of the heart. 
Star Trek uh, bingo card, guys. <laughs> Get it on there now. Yeah, yeah. If you had uh, Jack and Drew mentioning Enterprise without also mentioning to Paul, uh, go ahead and mark that off on your bingo cards. Drew, first time, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. Um, I didn't really have any expectations going into it because I I had never seen it, obviously. I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. And more than likely, like a sports film is not going to be my first go to. Now, it's a sports comedy, so I can get into that. And I would probably have gotten into it now, obviously, due to Scott Bakula being in it. I, I was surprised to see Schneider because I didn't. I mean, obviously, he's not like on the cover or the poster or anything, a poster which they blatantly copied Major League because Major League was a surprising smash. And yeah, I, it was it was fine. It was good. I liked it. I didn't I wasn't like overwhelmed or I don't know. I don't think I have the same feels as you do. Again, it. This comes from, you know, 90s feels. Sure. Uh, I, I never was a, a massive football fan. Uh, so, you know, Nathan, he may have gone a completely different direction. He may have done the replacements. He may have done Rudy or something like that. Whereas it was a toss up for me between the necessary roughness and water boy. Which are both sports comedies. Oh, uh, I feel like everybody has seen The Water Boy. We don't need to really platform that here. Mm. Uh, but this is roughness is currently on stars, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a uh, you know it's it's a not great, but a decent movie. It it almost feels like as I stare at my TV and I can see Sinbad standing next to Scott Bakula. It it almost seems like Sinbad was just like. A random celebrity they could drop into the movie itself. So let's talk about plot holes. So <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But before we jump into that, I would like to say, and I don't mean to crush anyone's feels. I believe that. Oh no, no, my, th- my feels are intact. You may crush away. This is your rat race. This is your. Ah! This is your candy corn <laughs> salt shower watered down pick of a film. All right. There is no fucking somebody once told me at the end. I would not have doubted no it. Fucking dude who got his tongue pierced and fucking through the. I could easily thing. have seen. Uh, <laughs> My feels are not crushed. Nirvana I, playing I, I like just something to like. Hey. The kids are into this shit. Let's throw this in here. This is exactly, exactly like Little Giants, like we just talked about. Extreme blame, even. Has everything that was so formula, and maybe it was the creator of the formula. That's great. But this, this was actually a hard first watch and actually an even harder second watch because. I was just waiting for Kathy Ireland to get back on the screen. If it was all about her just being the first female uh, kicker, God bless America. Well, you know, I, I know Nathan. Like you're, you're a real mad exactly. about these things. So My okay. rat race. That's fine. I'm just saying this is not the uh, El Dorado that I think. Oh no! no I'm but, glad to have set again, the bar like, for I both don't of you. Have much, uh, again, I don't have much truck in football movies because I don't really enjoy watching football. I, I like the and this this is a line straight out of a segment, like a Christmas Catholic. I only show up for the Super Bowl, and really, that's just for the food and the commercials. Fair enough. 
Uh, I don't have, like, I'm not like, oh, what are you doing? Well, it's Sunday night. What the fuck else do you think I'm doing? I'm a man watching football. Oh, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Monday night? Well, that's that football. I can't do that. They took our dads. Thursday night football? I gotta watch my Thursday night football. <laughs> so, I mean, like, people get all, all into their football where they live it and they breathe it uh, for, you know, almost half a year. Uh, whereas I could most of the time give two shits. Uh, I don't have any friends that watch football that that we watch it together. Like we have, <laughs> I was like, we oh have God. teams that we're <laughs> Am into. Am I not a friend? Uh, and, and I grew up in Ohio, and uh, growing up in the you know the eighties and the nineties, traditionally, and you know you could say what you want about the Bengals in the eighties, but traditionally, and, and Bernie Kosar in the eighties and nineties, but traditionally the Bengals and the Browns fucking suck. So there was never any like we always watched Ohio State, uh, and that was about it. And that's just one day a week. That's just Saturday, just on Saturday. <laughs> You know, not my, not Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What not one, but two, but three, but four. <laughs> and and that makes sense. Again, <laughs> football is not everyone's cup of tea, and I that I do not blame you one bit. Scott Bakula as the lead, I blame you. No, I'm just kidding. No. It- <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. It's just – it's the time and place of the movie being shot, and you're taking – the stars yep. that are popular at the time. So it's, I think I think one of the worst scenes. It's is... just like the faculty, Nathan, when they dropped oh, in oh, Usher. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> at least Usher uh, <laughs> laid on some diggity moves. No, I'm just kidding. He was horrible. Yeah, but the the hero wasn't a drug dealer. Mm, okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> that aside, that aside. Uh, so plot holes. Uh, the first one is. How is Sinbad allowed to play on the team? I, I found a, that interesting a, as well. He's a professor, so that doesn't really track. But you know, well, well, technically, we'll, if he's if he's part, let's of go to our resident no, uh, professor no, 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 Drew. No, 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 because remember what he no, no no remember what he said. He said I got my bachelor's in uh, five months. I got my master's in a year, and I'm halfway to my PhD. So he's so if a, he's, he's attending the same university, getting his PhD, a student. he's and a student. Scott Bakula <laughs> dating Kozak, which I think even in the '90s that would have that would be considered to be a breach of ethics. Well, I mean, it is it is already a breach of but, ethics, but now it is a but now but I just breach of ethics. I I mean like. I, I think Especially like between like the but she had a crush on him. Eighties and like you know early nineties. It's it's not it. it it's it was not as I was the one calling them hang him up. I mean it's still ethics according to like Larry Miller's and, and, and character. Because it's the early nineties, like Scott Bakula is like you know he's walking you know he's walking across the football field with his cowboy boots and his hat he's got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. Don't you love that? Like it had like a country twang as his jeep pulled up. Like everybody has their little theme music, yeah. or at least he did. Yeah. But I I found it so odd that like when, you know, the dean confronts them and he was all like, you're going to jeopardize your career for having an affair with a student. And she's like, we're two consenting adults. And my brain is going, but he's in your, your class. student. Like, and then he's like, just tell him how we feel about each other. And then Scott gets upset about it. And I'm like, we're having a conversation. Why here? are you it's upset? Like, like what you're doing, you not do that. what you're doing, like would never 
should never be allowed. Go for Kathy Ireland. Like, do, why? I don't, I don't understand, understand why, you're, why you're chasing her when you could be chasing Kathy Ireland. Although she, absolutely, she was liking the Samoan because <laughs> mm, yeah, she she wants Manamao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. Run to the litter, me thinking not, <laughs> not uh, in all areas. <laughs> oh, uh, but but I think the the worst part is with Scott Bakula when they're at the dinner that uh, Jason Bateman's character throws, and Scott Bakula is playing drunk Scott Bakula, which is just yeah. awful. Uh, and of course, like he's got to be the outlier. Like everyone's got their jackets on that the boosters provided. But you know, Scott Bakula's there in his his Canadian tuxedo, with his his denim jacket, his jeans, and his denim shirt. And then straight air swilling his whiskey. Straight air says, "We're not taking any kickbacks, or we're not taking any gifts from alumni boosters." But why is Simbad the comic relief of this whole that? Because he was the comic relief of the nineties. He I was mean, he was clean, he was on HBO, yeah. he didn't swear much. Uh and did he have a lot of like He wasn't considered to be like um not uh, not uh, he wasn't considered to raise many eyebrows. Mm. But his his character, there's no resolution there's no problem with him and there's he's no resolution, there. which there. is why he's, like, he's there. just there. He's just dropped yeah. in and he has like a few funny lines where he's like, Ooh, dog breath. And oh, bad dog breath. Uh, and, and the whole like, now gentlemen, I just want to let you know, I believe you're all innocent. <laughs> like and, and I think that's about <laughs> that was great. That's about it. Although I do like his line where he said, like, so why are you here? And he said, Well, it was either this or home ec. And he said, Oh, so you took the easy way out. <laughs> Welcome to astrophysics. <laughs> but I do like also. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The I don't understand why the dean is so against the football because team. Because it's not for people. Being, this uh, university is not for football, Nathan. It's for people to be learned. It's an and academic institution, and he feels that football players and other like athletes are getting an easy ride and special treatment. And the the movie needed a villain. And it time. also is at the time yeah. in which that this whole uh, cacophony decided to erupt and so he has to he has to literally i mean pardon the pun he has to play ball and he has to make things right he has to set an example he has to put his foot down and i think he's like finally my time has come well like it's almost like he's trying to have the football team like be rid of then you have all this money yeah. for that has been in- <laughs> for somebody who doesn't like football team you sure sure he- didn't watch on it was <laughs> it Vigilance is a, a, a sign of integrity. <laughs> but he's like trying asshole. to get it disbanded. <laughs> Scott Beckler puts a cigarette out in it. Oh, I love, I love he does that. But you're right. Like he's sitting there watching the game. He's or he's watching the practice. He's watching for anything that he can use against him. Like he even then regrades the tests because I, I, I mean, frankly, it's kind of weird that out of any out of any of the classes that he could regrade the test for. Uh, he's going to read yeah, the, the one thing that they probably all are nailing is journalism. Although that's although that's probably like his excuse to go. I'm and, not uh, uh, I'm not questioning your uh, your your ability. I'm just questioning your integrity. I mean, you went on to Harvard, the Washington Post, and you came home to me. Us, it us. also sets up I, a, I to a say little us. bit of a minor triangle because he desperately is in love we should with date. the uh, I said we should date. <laughs> the journalism's professor. <laughs> Nobody date. makes me bleed my own blood. I just threw up a little in my mouth. 
but I do enjoy the the aftermath of the, the the roadhouse brawl with the opposing Texas when when the dean shows up and he's like, "Well, I heard a brawl and I'm showing up. What do you mean to tell me there ain't no brawl? I heard it on my beeper." <laughs> he said. Now the opposing the uh, flat top guy is he an actual like and Texas he, State player at the time? I don't. Okay, because his acting was terrible. I just 100% yeah, jawline. I he was like, it is chiseled. Jawline and haircut. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, I'll see you later on the field. No, like, I'm pretty sure his family just stopped buying nutcrackers when he was growing <laughs> up and just handed him whole walnuts just to crack. And he Open this beer. Could. Two of them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You've got the the whole cast of of uh, weird players. You got the the rich kid that doesn't study with Jason Bateman. Uh, you got the one guy who is the sole surviving member off the previous team who kind of sucks, but he never gave up. He ends up making the winning touchdown or intercepting the pass for the winning touchdown. You've got Samurai, the weird white as fuck guy, who apparently is all in the martial so weird. arts. Uh, which that is also kind of you a, must honor a slightly us. funny scene where the, the ref is like calling the fouls out and he's like, Kinshiro lunge into sword block. Ah, oh, fuck it. And he's like uh, all into it. He's like, uh, Ashira. <laughs> the way he like shakes his head. Lunging butterfly <laughs> into a, a crescent you moon sweeping into like, whoa, this guy's loving it. <laughs> Oh, uh, you've got the ROTC guy where he's like, are you, Chidero's like, are you all you could be for your country? Yes, sir. <laughs> a little less. <laughs> a little less. Could you be a little less? A little less, please. Uh, you've got Manu, the uh, Samoan center. Uh, and then uh, I think, yeah, and then you've got uh, Featherstone who can't catch. I think that's about it. Did I miss really any of the initial... Like the real standouts, I think that's about it. The rest is just sort of background noise. So the bartender Al looked him up, and he has done over two hundred and twenty-two credits for stunts. The man has done stunts in everything. He's just such a good, like, huskier bartender-looking kind of guy, but he can do all kinds of stuff. You also got Fred Thompson as the president of the university, who has played. Uh, generals, admirals, congressmen, senators. Uh, he was he was in our. He played the uh, the captain or the admiral of the aircraft carrier in uh, Nathan's cherry picked uh, uh, hunt for Red October. Uh, he, I think he actually did run and was actually a congressman or something for a little while, but he was in it too. But you know, folks. You know, we're, we're not really plumbing the depths here with uh, necessary roughness. You know, they they gave me I get a I get a genre, and sometimes it yields uh, yields roses, or sometimes you get prime rib. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're just stopping off at McDonald's or White Castle. Uh, this is more of a White Castle sort of a movie where it only really hits good when you're hungover or uh, if you've been drinking. It's not really something that most people are going to be like, you know what we should do? <laughs> Turn down the lights. Necessary <laughs> but uh, through no no fault of my own, I must have seen this movie a good 25 to 30 times wow. during the 90s. And, and not always all the way through. 
uh, because it was just one of those things that seemed to be on HBO all the time, all the fucking time. And if you put HBO on, that was all you know. That was just mm. one channel. Mm. You had to wait to see what was next. Uh, so that's that's why I picked it because this out of Fair all the football movies I've seen the most, and I would still watch for the nostalgia, sort of like Waterboy, whereas the replacements, Rudy, uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, I could really take them or leave them, Rudy, mm. because uh, you know they're they're good for other people, they're just not my cup of tea necessarily. So unless you guys have anything else to say about it, I think we could probably. Hector just feels like he feels like Stanley Tooch. Like he is just that perfect kind of catalyst background character that can carry through everything. He's played a concierge so many times. (laughs) Because he's got that build. He's got the concierge build. You shit down their necks. And he's, he's played he's played the unemotional straight guy and then he's got robert loja who's able to, <laughs> to to deliver a little bit more comedy and a little bit more emotion and the folks the intro was was ripped off completely from robert loja's uh uh halftime uh speech that he gave while hector elizondo's character straight air Gennaro, was in the hospital and i think that's one of the better best parts of the movie is i agree is watching robert loja rip it, rip it lose his shit and start ripping his clothes off uh but you, you don't see any, any he, and any he already Loja has or he already has like his shirt and shorts well, on know, underneath. it's like it's he's ready for it <laughs> uh so should we go into uh segmentes segmentes We've got three segmentes for today. Uh, the first one is Straight Arrow Gennaro. Congratulations, coach. You've just been hired to coach a train wreck team, just not a football team. Please let us know what to report. Uh, the sport, your team mascot, and a few of the special talents you've recruited. All right. So uh, this is going to be for paintball okay Okay. and the uh the mascot is going to be like a a little masked raccoon like dual wielding some guns except there's gonna be like flecks of paint on the tail and the team is going to be made up of this rad tad group of like leftovers that are in the boy scouts and it's going to be like almost this hodgepodge of like police academy and, you know, little giants kind of thing. You got the kid who is really into wilderness, but his dad will never take him anywhere to do it. So he's just he knows it by books and by watching like, you know, Jack Hanna on TV with animals. And then you got the the Dungeons and Dragons kid who's just like really always in character and LARPing. Again, just this little hodgepodge crew that will 100 percent fall on their nerdy, geeky, little, you know, inconsistent and not really applicable, per se, the plot uh, skills, but will inevitably win them the game. All right, Nathan. I, um, the sport that I chose is called the Console Wars. Wars. And our team that I've just adopted, the the SNESers, um, was a team that once was a great team, had some great players, and I am coming back to restore that glory. And I've pulled together some of the, the best of the old players. We're, we're out of our league. 
you know, we're all pretty rusty. We're going against Xbox and PlayStation 5s. They're big dogs, but that's okay. Because our mascot is the multiplayer accessory for the SNES. I don't know if you guys ever saw that where you could. Anyways, um, so Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, my my shifty wide receiver that uh, a lot of people kind of edgy, uh, but you know we love them all the same. Turtles in Time is my quarterback ish uh, type player that really he's timeless, and we know that there's other <laughs> we know that there's other better turtles uh, games, but nothing like like Scott. Bacula. He's my Scott Bakula for sure. And the last three players are F-Zero, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X2. So You left out Sunset Riders. Well, you know, that's my cowboy, like, cliche. <laughs> Bury uh, me uh, with so my money. My mine money. is a team uh, made up of actual people that uh, Drew has met all of them. Nathan Ooh. has met some of them. But this, <laughs> uh, this sport is a sport of my own devising. It is a competitive Dungeons and Dragons Arena Battle League. Oh my god. Squads of four versus four battle for supremacy on the silver bats of death. Uh, I bring in my center first, Fat Jesus. Large and unshowered, with his greasy locks, patchy beard, and array of snacks and drinks in front of him. He emits a debuff to the other team with his eye-watering BL. And is constantly asking opposing players, leaving the room for a break, to bring him back specific snacks and drinks. Uh, We have our quarterback team captain known as the Death Star. A man that has so thoroughly broken the rules... That even a glancing blow from his blades or arrow spells instant kills to his <laughs> opponents. This guy min or this guy min maxed his original character and then multi-classed, I think, three times and took all the benefits of multi-classing classing while ignoring all the disadvantages of multi-classing. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have our our defense in the form of Uncle Touchy. Uh, a wizard and uh, registered sex offender, uh, stinking of cigarettes and desperation. He makes every table, he makes everyone at the table uncomfortable with his whining and woe is me attitude. His famous counterspell of can anyone give me a ride home to Oildale is only matched by his longing arcane gazes into the main gaming room at the young Yu-Gi-Oh players. Uh, finally, bringing up the spine of the defense is B-Mirrors. Oh. quickly stop all foreign momentum from the other team by complaining rules lawyering and his legendary backstab ability for rage quitting and putting the entire game into jeopardy uh gentlemen i bring to you uh the bakersfield california fighting murder hobos uh their mascot uh is your typical bakersfield hobo pushing a cart with their wares and then like bodies and limbs hanging over it and they've got like a shovel and a dog these are uh, all real people that uh drew and i played <laughs> with all of them at one point yeah, was, uh, <clears throat> the sex offender we did eject from our group once we found out that he was a sex offender uh and then uh nathan you know who who, who will, will got it is. I, I think the listeners at home probably know at this point from from everything but yes the bakersfield california 
fighting murder hobos. Yowza. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so oh. next we've got uh, Pete and Repeat. This movie seemed like it was played on HBO on a daily basis for years. Friday after school, last half of Necessary Roughness. Saturday morning, Necessary Roughness. Sunday afternoon, Necessary Roughness. The thing is, I don't even care that much for football. Like a Christmas Catholic, I only ever showed up for the Super Bowl. But I enjoyed this movie. Tell me about a similar movie from your own past. I'll go first because I sort of wrote this one i'm just gonna reiterate goon uh i don't like hockey i mean i I watch it but i don't have any any horse in the race but uh, i find myself hard pressed to pass up goon just on the basis of its uh its comedy and its dialogue uh so uh, that would be mine. I may have re- uh, read this one a little bit wrong because I chose Gone with the Wind. Um, it's one of my mom's favorite films. And whenever it comes on. Oh, I see what you did. I, I show up like a Sunday, you know, like a Catholic and watch it. But it's not something that I ever put on uh, by myself. And it's not something that I ever give a second thought of beyond oh yeah my mom loves this film good stuff nathan are you watching god with wood <laughs> i don't give a damn give yeah a damn. <laughs> so yeah go with the wind all right um so movies that i really liked watching as a kid uh whenever i could either get them from the video store or if they were randomly on tv just loved watching them. Uh, things like Three mm-hmm. Ninjas, Drunken Master, Bloodsport, Police Story. Uh, I mean, here here is here is the thing. I am in no way, shape, or form an athletic individual, but I always loved the fast-moving pace and just energy of those martial arts films. And I loved how quick they were, and even like older you know, 70s and like early 80s martial arts films where like when they punch, there's like the sound effect. (laughs) Like they're cutting through the wind. And it's just, I don't know. I always thought it was great. I always thought it was just fantastic. I think it's kind of the same way that I love watching gymnastics because I'm so fascinated at something that people can put their bodies through and make their bodies do. And also, I know there's no way, shape or form ever I will ever fucking be able to do it. And I'm just I'm I'm gobsmacked by it. Mm-hmm. All right. So last segment, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Perhaps one of the reasons young teen Jack sat through this movie so many times might have something to do with Kathy Ireland's character, Lucy the Kicker. Oh, the. The soccer outfit and the the, the, the white mm-hmm. those high white socks. Oh, uh, who was your early teen or adolescent celebrity crush? Doesn't have to be a supermodel. Jennifer Love Hewitt was, uh, I think, just party of five. Uh, <laughs> she punched me in the face the first time I saw her. With her just the giant tits. Oh, just and just everything because she had like in other movies where she was a little bit more like uh, shy or like quiet. But then I still know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Still so hot, so attractive, and yet uh, was able to kind of run with the lead. 
not the the most amazing, but so hot. So Nathan says, Jennifer Love Hewitt, so hot, want to touch the hide. (laughs) (laughs) That's because your jugs are huge. (laughs) I mean, I want to squeeze them. (laughs) Nathan Nathan secretly binge-watched all of Ghost Whisperer. (laughs) I did not. During (laughs) all of his... Should I? (laughs) Drewski. Uh, or, I, sorry, I, Line Drew. <laughs> I, had, I had a few. Um, so, uh, Rachel Lee Cook, and she's all that. Oh, God bless America. Or, <laughs> or straight up Josie and the Pussycats. Schwing. Yes. Uh, when, <laughs> when I was a little bit younger, uh, so I, I don't know why. I always thought that just like Christina Ricci, when I was younger and she was younger in Casper, I thought she was just the cutest thing in Casper. Um, also, some nice rocking tits. Mm, you can watch. Uh, you can all. You can see them in Black Snake it's like, Moan. It's like the South Park episode. Like I see you like my daughter's awesome rocking tits. <laughs> oh, but you can do it, sir. You can do it. Uh, and um, one one special mention from jumping from American Pie and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Allison Hannigan. Oh, I, I, I've always kind of had a thing for redheads. Was it the band thing? No, it wasn't even the band thing. No, it wasn't. It was the band thing. It was not the band thing. But yeah, Allison It Hannigan. was the band thing. All right. Uh, so mine, uh, my other one, uh, there was a, a distinct awakening, a, a susurration of my hormones <laughs> from the uh the MTV music video for Aerosmith's song Crazy uh off their 1993 Get a Grip album featuring Alicia Silverstone and future Arwen Liv Tyler. Those things did a lot for young Jack's imagination to the point where I went and saw Cluis in the theater cuz I was like Alicia Silverstone uh, which I don't regret, but then when I found out that that uh, Liv Tyler was played Arwen, the one scene where she crosses the river into Rivendell, come and, she, and claim him. Yeah, she, if you want him, come and claim him. But I'm like, I'll come claim you. Oh, wow, <laughs> it's funny to to rewatch I've got, that. I've got a loaf of lettuce bread for you. <laughs> it's so funny to rewatch that. Why? Why is the river the only thing that she's not in? That actually a decent amount, like. I, I always thought that she was just such a minor character, but she actually has a decent amount of screen time. So. You told me Jack was just a moviegoer. There was a dick. <laughs> no, sorry. Wow. <laughs> like she's like she rides her horse back to Rivendell for, oh. for my pee. Got you. Got for you. for my, my shards and arsenal. It has been remade. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what would you guys rate? 1991's Necessary Roughness. Nathan, Nathan, let's go with you because you're going to be the most uh, brutal. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a three out of ten uh, people that actually showed up into the stands on that first game. Uh, maybe more show up later on. I don't know because I was one of the three that showed up and said, all right, did it. Necessary Roughness. Well done. And I did not show up for the rest of the games. Three out of ten. This is the fullest you'll <laughs> see this stadium all year. True. So I'm I'm giving it uh, two and a half out of five. 
I think it's still like a solid film and it's and it's a decent watch. But I think there's better ones out there. But you like it. And you know what? That's what matters. So, yeah, two and a half out of five, which is the exact amount of times that uh, Dean, <laughs> that Larry Miller got rejected when he tried to, uh, uh, you know, get himself a date. Mm. Uh, so I probably haven't watched this movie in about 20 years, but like we've already we've already got over. I saw it so many times during the 90s. I feel like that was enough. I still enjoyed seeing it again, strictly on nostalgia reasons. Uh, and I would give that uh, probably three out of four whiffs that mm. Manu Manu takes every time Kathy Ireland walks by. I'm just, <laughs> she is an armadillo isn't she she's an armadillo <laughs> so uh what is uh coming up for our beleaguered real field schedule <laughs> folks uh i i must apologize uh I've, I've been traveling an insane amount in october uh and uh we've been remiss in our scheduling uh i know that there was uh some some fill-ins uh, i do apologize for that uh but uh you know life finds a way finds a way <laughs> so uh nathan's up next with his and i'll be actually doing puppetry of and the I, penis yes but i believe that we have a patreon coming up don't we, we? do have a patreon yeah we're, we just uh, we we're trying to pin to a date patreon down and we shall do it we just have to find we're trying to pin a date down that works with uh we'll yeah, find you yeah like, but but like doing this patreon is like taking the ring to mordor and we should just find a way for the eagles to take us at this point oh someone so. someone posted a meme that said the last scene in the movie is ever more tragic when you realize that the third eagle was meant was for, for was for Gollum. oh shit oh. <laughs> the journey home <laughs> my dear sam <laughs> we'll be having the first of the strawberries and cream if i were to ever marry him what, I've been her. what if he just got up and was like i'm doing it i'm going back like <laughs> Nope, nothing's stopping me. It just starts walking. Or no, no, no. Instead of like, there's the old meme where it's like insert fuck into one of the, but like it's it's just something inappropriate. So it's like the you know Sam and uh, Bilbo and Pippin and Mary they're sitting at the Green Dragon at the end of of Return of the King, and he just Sam puts his beard down. He's like, time to give, well, time to lay some of that fucking pipe on Rosie. And gets up and. and <laughs> concerning hobbits jesus oh fuck well guys if you ever want to get in contact with us don't know why you ever would now but <laughs> it's my fault I you you can always look for us up on instagram and uh and uh facebook just search for the real Fools podcast uh we'll see how long twitter stays i don't know elon musk is kind of fucking things up so if you still want to hit us up on twitter please do uh, we are at Real Feels Pod. You can also send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. But with the question questionability of Twitter, we also have a direct line <sighs> of communication <sighs> directly to the Real Feels, you know, the hall of all hall of heroes, the hall of friends. 
The Tooch Line the guys. The Tooch Line folks. Oh, in addition to leaving us, you know, a nice four-star review on Apple Podcasts, guys, you can call the Tooch Line 661-376-0030. We want to hear your thoughts on Necessary Roughness. We want to hear your favorite football movie. And you know what? Just say hi. How you doing? And folks, uh, again, we said this before, the Tooch Line doesn't, is it actually connected to... <laughs> A physical phone, like it's does it does go to cell phone. No one's picking it's not it up. Coming through on a landline. No one's picking up your phone calls. You're not going to call at two thirty. You just leave a message. And Drew's just like tooch line. How can I help you? <laughs> let me, let me How am I direct your call? Because I know folks from our generation. They're like, oh, but what if somebody answers? <laughs> I'll have to, to conversate. You can call. Nah. You can leave a message. You can leave us whatever you like. And Drew sends us uh, a message the next day, and he says, "We got a tooch line." And Nathan and I are like, <laughs> "It's it's much like when we get a new patron." Which Jack wasn't. I don't think Jack's been here since we actually so. got our new patron. And I told Nathan, but I I don't think I told Jack. So David Powell is our one of our new patrons, and he's just a hell of a guy. Don't you know? He's uh, he Don't went to the know. to the ten dollar tier. And he has even already told us uh, what movie he wants for next year. All right. He is on top of things. Oh, I love it. All right. Much like a pylon for a fumble or a fumble ruski. Uh, well, um, I think that about wraps up this real feels episode. On the gridiron. <laughs> so, this has been the realist. And the feelers. Look at him. He's got legs like a chicken. <laughs> they gotta go out there, rip their heads off, shit down their necks. <laughs> let, now let's analyze what's been working for us. Let, Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> let, us, let us pray. 